Welcome to the Winning Drive Podcast, where Parkland USA employees discover the tools, strategies, and resources to increase safety, productivity, and success. Here's your host, Ben Fanning. Hey there. Today's focus, let's talk about bold. That's right. Our bold behaviors outline how we do what we do so we make the right decisions and do the right things every day. In fact, today we're going to focus on B, which stands for build. Building at Parkland means building collaborative teams, and it starts with being humble. Parklanders keep their egos in check and work at high performance levels. We are quietly confident, down to earth, and real. We believe that no task is beneath us. In the next episode, we'll discuss the other component about building, which is being inclusive. And welcome to episode Client Etiquette. You are being disrespected. You represent Parkland. And this is another informative and fun episode with Director of Operational Excellence, David Gurney. And here are three key takeaways. Number one, professional drivers do far more than deliver products to customers. They act as ambassadors for Parkland's many brands. And in many cases, they are the faces of our company. Number two, Parkland USA isn't primarily in the oil and fuel business. We are squarely in the service industry and recognizing this up front properly organizes our minds for success. And then number three, occasionally you'll probably encounter clients who are unhappy or rude and sometimes even verbally abusive, but you wear a Parkland uniform and upset angry customers are not really unhappy with you personally, but with the situation that actually has them stressed. And then don't forget a professional driver parks his ego before driving his or her company truck. And we talked about this back in episode number one. Feel free to go back and take a quick listen to that. And also recognize that the customer isn't necessarily always right, but he or she can always be treated as if they are. Enjoy the episode. Your safety is our top priority. Please ensure that you've completed your mandatory HSE training. And HSE stands for Health, Safety, and Environmental. It's critical information that keeps you and your coworkers safe. Our goal is 100% completion because it helps us know that our employees have the skills they need to work safely. Your manager has a list of those who still need to complete this training and will be getting with you if you need to finish it. Please complete this training as soon as possible and you can find it in the Parkland Learning Center under Parkland People. Hey Dave, in our first podcast, I recall you using the phrase, park your ego. How does that phrase relate to customer service and client etiquette? You've got a good memory. And by the way, we need to stop <laughs> meeting like this. People are starting to talk. Um, yes, many of our drivers don't realize that their professional deportment, it's really a game changer for Parkland USA. Our commercial truck drivers are well-trained professionally knowledgeable about the products that they deliver. They arrive on time with their shirt tails tucked in, and they're both courteous and helpful. In the final analysis, Parkland USA sells service, not just products. As I mentioned before, our customers can obtain products of similar quality from many suppliers, and sometimes mm -hmm. the other guys are slightly cheaper. 
especially on the marine delivery side. Our clients are willing to pay pennies more per gallon because of the superior quality of our commercial drivers and the time-sensitive nature of their businesses. Our salespeople spend tens and often hundreds of hours locating, cultivating, and developing clients. But even the greatest sales and marketing work in the world is all for naught and can be completely undone by one unprofessional driver. So our, our drivers aren't just risk managers and highway heroes and product quality professionals. They, they also have much in common with diplomats. And let's face it, all of us sometimes have bad days. Our customers do too, especially today in the face of the coronavirus. As I mentioned before, our customers are under a great deal of stress and some of them may even lose their businesses. As you can imagine, the prospect of losing their jobs doesn't always gift clients and their employees with a powerful sense of humor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been seeing a lot of that in the news lately. Right. And this is where another form of driver heroism comes into play. When our professional drivers interface with clients and potential clients, they wear one of our company's uniforms and they drive trucks bearing our signage and often our supplier signage as well. I think of these trucks as rolling billboards. When wearing that uniform and piloting a billboard representing us and our suppliers' products, they should shed some of their individual identity. It takes practice. A professional driver, when encountering an unhappy, rude, uh, or even surly employee at one of our client sites, insulates his own ego from the mission at hand. It's not about you or I as individuals in such cases. We represent something bigger than ourselves when we put on the Parkland uniform or many of its various subsidiaries. The, the proper response in all such unpleasant circumstances is the same. Kill them with kindness and courtesy. We don't know what's going on in their personal and professional lives, and we should always give them the benefit of the doubt. If a situation becomes intractable, the correct response is to politely disconnect from the confrontation and contact a dispatcher or a supervisor. But that's usually not necessary if we don't take a customer's hostility personally. Drivers are merely the rod that redirects the lightning. It's, it's very difficult to be rude to someone who's warm and friendly. Yeah, that reminds me of something that, uh, that my mom used to tell me when I was a kid. She's like, Ben, you never know what someone else is going through. And you alluded to that in there where, you know, people, other people may be having a bad day. They might be having a crisis at home. And so when you start to filter the experiences that you're running into as a driver, I think that can be, you know, really, really helpful and help give you more patience. Um, and just making sure that, you know, you're, you're well grounded in the, in the values of the organization and understanding where the other folks could be coming from, you know, that can help you have more patience. And, but, but one of the things that comes to mind here is how well are the drivers trained for this diplomatic job that you refer to? And I'm, I'm asking about their ability to professionally and effectively interact, to present an outstanding image to your customers so that they see Parkland runs a very high quality delivery operation. Your observations are spot on. And that's really an excellent question. I wish I could say that we were doing a better job of it, but the truth is we aren't doing a very good job across all of our U.S. operations, and I plan to change that. Our CDL drivers have a larger impact on our customers than even they realize, and I don't think that we're properly preparing all of them. 
Nevertheless, most do a great job. But consider the following. Uh, drivers typically spend more time with our customers than our salespeople do. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Drivers are often viewed as the face of our company. They wear and literally drive our signage, as I mentioned before. A professional interaction with a customer leaves an impression that is often passed up to the purchasing or executive group of our clients' companies. Um, Drivers can heavily influence our sales at a customer's delivery site, especially when they're knowledgeable about product applications, particularly in the lubricants field. Hmm. A customer's negative interaction with one of our drivers can easily cause us to lose the next sale. So a properly trained driver can lessen the impact of a not uncommon ordering or shipping error that is no fault of their own. So back to your question, Mm -hmm. how do we prepare our drivers to ensure a professional interaction that leaves a positive impression? Most companies, unfortunately, don't provide any type of customer service training for their drivers, and they just assume that drivers will act professionally. Hmm. I hate to say it, but- That's a dangerous assumption to make. Absolutely right. (laughs) And I I hate to say it, but Parkland USA has a lot of improvement to do on this training front. And that's why I'm bringing the subject to drivers directly with you. Mm -hmm. The common thought among many managers is, hey, uh, he or she is just delivering product to the customer's backloading dock. What's the need for such training? People who think that clearly don't understand the interaction that happens between our drivers and our customers. Progressive companies like ExxonMobil now mandate customer service training to their distributors' drivers under the title of, quote, product representation, end quote. Hmm. This training includes proper and professional greeting upon arrival, brief but pleasant small talk to build relationships, setting expectations with customers for unloading, inspection, and paperwork procedures, safely unloading and making the delivery, how to mitigate unexpected circumstances, how to deal with irritated, angry customers, as I mentioned before, how to professionally handle impromptu requests for additional services. This one I want to talk about more in a future podcast focused on related do's and don'ts, but not today. And finally, but definitely not least, professional dress and personal hygiene. A poorly trained driver who's dressed sloppily, doesn't have paperwork organized, doesn't greet the customer pleasantly, becomes defensive if confronted about a problem, and doesn't know how to handle an unusual request, threatens to leave a very bad impression. Yeah, what I suspect, though, is you don't receive many complaints about your drivers acting that way, do you? No, and and that's a tribute to the very high quality of our CDL drivers. Mm -hmm. But we haven't done them any favors in customer service training, to be fair. Customer receiving supervisors at these companies we serve typically have a good working relationship with other buyers, and they absolutely share this information about vendors and suppliers. A series of negative comments about a poorly trained driver can quickly impact multiple buying decisions. Alternately, positive comments about professional and cooperative drivers who are attentive, efficient, and helpful they may push the next order our way. After all, quick deliveries equal lower receiving labor costs for them. Try to look Mm -hmm. at the world through the eyes and ears, and and yes, even the noses of our customers on hot days. (laughs) Training drivers Mm -hmm. to have great customer service skills is surprisingly easy, and both customers and drivers directly benefit from the training. Mm 
Shame on us if we don't ensure that our drivers are trained with the skills that we want them to exhibit to our customers and thereby grow our company. Mm -hmm. Luckily, as you pointed out, our drivers don't have to wait for me to get my act together and institute a formal customer training plan in order to give these issues some thought during the course of their upcoming deliveries. Every time we receive positive letters and other communications from clients concerning their professional activities, we put them or a synopsis of them in each driver's personnel jacket. As, as we know, and as we, as we grow, we're looking for professional drivers to fill needs and openings as managers, uh, dispatchers, mm -hmm. vehicle maintenance supervisors, and other positions of authority. Not everybody knows this, but our CEO, Bob Espy, cut his teeth on trucking. So at, at Parkland, we want to keep our people until they're ready to retire. And frankly, inex uh, our experienced drivers have a lot more to give professionally than just driving. And they should think about that. Having a record of excellent rapport with our clients just screams management potential. Well, so what you're really saying here is an opportunity to be Parkland for life. Absolutely. I like the sound of that. In my list above, I mentioned professional dress and personal hygiene. The professional appearance of our uniforms rivals the importance of the cleanliness of our vehicles. All drivers know that DOT officers are far more attenuated, interested in dirty, beat-up trucks at inspection points than they are in clean, shiny, well-maintained vehicles. Why? Well, because the visuals send clear warnings and signals and transmit implications for other problems. It, it tells them that something is probably wrong, and they're going to look closer and probably find it. With a poorly groomed truck, any DOT officer is likely to believe he'll find more deviations from FMCSA regulations. Hmm. Interesting. Have you ever... Have you ever noticed a yellow Stanley steamer truck making a visit to clean somebody's house, uh, their carpet? Hmm. They're always spotless. Why would I hire a company to clean the inside of my house if they don't care about their own cleanliness? Well, the, yeah. same, the same exact mm -hmm. thing is true of professional dress and personal hygiene, grooming, uniforms, and equipment. Tell us a great deal about attention to detail, professionalism, and well, pride in a job well done. Some people call this brand body language, but the Marine in me calls it good order and discipline. It's what separates the amateurs, you know, the army from the professionals, the Marine Corps. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My army friends, my dad graduated from West Point. I was born in an army hospital. Yeah. Well, I can see why cosmetic appearances are pretty darn important. You made that, made that, that point really well there, Dave. But really, it's not just cosmetic, is it? No, not hardly. Um, it can make all the difference in the world. Look at it a different way. When you're at the supermarket and reaching for a box of Cheerios, Lucky Charms, or Captain Crunch, you pick the clean box that has square corners, not the one that's dented. There's no doubt in my military mind that the quality of the Captain Crunch inside the vacuum-sealed pouches is equally delicious in either box. But study after study demonstrates that people make many unconscious decisions sure. on the basis of cosmetics. Thank goodness my wife has poor vision or I'd still be single. <laughs> our, our suppliers definitely know this. Parkland USA is authorized to package bulk lubricants from Shell, Calumet, and ExxonMobil, among others. Our suppliers are very particular about who they authorize to load and label drums, pails, and totes, IBCs, with their bulk products. 
They've got stringent rules concerning colors, label placement, container quality, and even tolerances for scratches and dents. Parkland companies have annual internal and external assessments to confirm adherence to supplier standards and outside of product integrity errors, there's no faster way to lose your valuable distributorship than to be cavalier or careless with their multi-million dollar brands like Mobile One. Our Parkland companies are successful because we're equally jealous of our brand and reputation. Our drivers have a big role in preserving this important attribute because our clients and potential clients look for this, just as we do when buying cereal. And we don't want our customers complaining. Not if we can avoid it. But but this is also a two-edged sword. Our oldest and best customers actually help us with business process and product improvements by complaining. Hmm. Every company and corporation loses customers. It's just a fact of business life. But the common tendency is to shy away from communicating with customers who've walked away from us or even just thinking about it. Our drivers can often detect unhappiness first. We have to always consider that dissatisfied customers possess valuable information that Parkland companies need to remain competitive in our markets against uh, others. Uh, There's a reason why some customers aren't buying from us anymore, and we need to know what it is. The reason or reasons may be benign. For example, it's possible that they've moved or that their needs have changed or they've gone out of business. But it's also possible that there were shortcomings in the way that we treated them in billing or dissatisfaction over products that we delivered. It's possible that a minor correction could regain the customer or even keep the customer from inviting other options. Yeah, I love that, Dave. What what I hear you talking about there is that these drivers – you know, your drivers, the ones listening to this podcast, really can be the eyes and ears of Parkland and report back on things that they're finding, complaints they're hearing, and then Parkland can respond. They're canaries in our coal mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, such a powerful role. Parkland USA is looking for other great drivers just like you, and we are paying you for it. We have an employee referral program that pays drivers for any leads that become drivers for us. Have a friend or family member with a CDL license who'd like to come work for Parkland? Please pass their name and contact information to your dispatcher and people in culture manager. If they get hired, you get paid up to a few thousand dollars, depending on the area of the country. You are listening to the Wedding Drive Podcast. Now back to the show with your host, Ben Fanning. So, what if your customers don't actually end up voicing their dissatisfaction and what if they don't complain to your drivers? That's the $10,000 question. How many of our customers never bother to voice a complaint? Tons, just off the top of my head. But research has shown that customers are twice as likely to voice a complaint when asked by us if there's a problem. And most importantly, customers who raise a complaint and see it resolved effectively are more loyal than customers who have never had a complaint at all. This is another great place for our professional drivers to shine. The goal is to actively listen, to gently probe without being bothersome, identify customers who have issues, even small ones, and then address those issues to the customer's satisfaction to promote customer retention. This approach doesn't just happen. 
It's a systematic business process that must be properly implemented and maintained. Most importantly, the continuous improvement culture of Parkland USA has to genuinely internalize that customers are important and their voices have value. And this seems to be another one that's easy to say, but also can be a little hard to do. Right again. But think about your own experiences with service or product problems. Did you get a quick acknowledgement of the problem, speedy resolution of the problem, and, and maybe even compensation for your troubles? Imagine if you got a truly sincere apology and not some phony empathy. Weren't you more likely to buy from that company again because of the confidence that you now have in their business practices? You know, Dave, of course, as you mentioned that, and it reminds me of a situation I had recently where I went to the dentist and for whatever reason, they had misscheduled me. And I was like, man, I took all this time out of my day to come to the dentist, which I wasn't looking forward to anyway. And then <laughs> now they double booked me and they can't see me. And they right then and there, they gave me an Amazon gift card. And suddenly <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> you addressed my concern right there, sort of by rescheduling me and easing the pain by just acknowledging that it happened to be with, with, with an Amazon gift card. And man, my loyalty now is even higher than before the problem happened in the first place. And that would work for me too. And, and that's the key value of effective driver communication and complaint mm -hmm. handling, customer retention. Yeah. One way to think about what I call satisfaction recovery is that it's a positive approach to complaint handling. Complaint handling as terminology, serious negative connotations, whereas satisfaction recovery has positive connotations. Complaint handling is placating people, minimizing a negative, but satisfaction recovery practices are a means to achieve the potential latent value a customer holds for Parkland and its companies by fostering an ongoing positive relationship. Satisfaction recovery has a secondary value, it creates positive word of mouth about Parkland and minimizes the bad spin that a lack of quality service practices can create. All Parkland drivers are encouraged to view complaints as opportunities to cement a long-term client. Love it. The, fir the first step in exploiting these opportunities is to actively listen for yeah. them. Yeah. Once detected, make sure that you've got good contact information and tell them that we're going to get back to them with a remedy as soon as humanly possible. They don't need to be managers either. Capture the details of the customer dissatisfaction, however it manifests, and get it to your supervisor. He or she will take it from there and recognize your professionalism well, as well. I'm looking for ways to reward drivers who help us identify problems early. The full value of any customer complaint is leveraged through operational improvement, and that's how Parkland has been able to grow so quickly. Exploiting lessons learned is one of the principal ways that operational excellence challenges our operations personnel to adapt to changing realities and anticipate the needs of customers that haven't yet found anything to complain about. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me, and I love this mindset shift that you're offering from complaints going to opportunities. But I suspect a lot of people are still thinking that no customer complaint is still a pretty good thing. 
Well, it might be. It seems counterintuitive to want to hear more customer complaints, but we really do. Hmm. We can get more complaints by letting the customer know how to voice them to us. Active solicitation of comments can best be done by drivers who have developed long-term relationships, addressing customers directly and saying, hey, how am I doing? Gentle inquiries and even short surveys after a completed transaction work best, depending upon the nature of our business relationship, of course. I plan to do more about giving our drivers brief surveys to hand to our customers. The key is to let the customer know that we want their feedback and that we'll actually act on it. The last point is key. If we don't provide satisfaction recovery like your Amazon, uh, um, what was that, a ticket they gave you? Yeah, yeah, uh, gift card. Yeah, Amazon gift card. gift card. And they recovered my satisfaction and yes. more so. If we don't fix the underlying problem, the customer will be less likely to voice issues in the future. Yeah, yeah. Also, we have to fix both the problem and the customer. Included with our remedy will be a personal card or note, a small gesture gesture can easily reverse and upset customer's attitude. So get those complaints rolling in. This is how Parkland has developed exceedingly loyal clients who tell us about our competition and bring us new clients via word of mouth. Parkland's drivers are the main engine of our success. Believe it. I love that. The main engine of our success. Dave, I'm convinced. So have you any other insights in wrapping up today? I should have observed along the way that we never want to make an excuse to a complaining customer. Nobody wants to hear the dispatcher's computer is down or, well, I'm late because of traffic. That's our problem. That's not the client's problem. When we give an excuse, the customer automatically hears, I'm not going to resolve this in future deliveries. And that's the wrong answer. So I guess in conclusion, Allow me to underline a few of the preceding points. Let's hit it. First, professional drivers do far more than deliver products to our customers. They act as ambassadors for Parkland's many brands, and in many cases, they are the faces of our company. Our drivers need to know this, and their managers need to know this. Second, Parkland USA isn't primarily in the oil or fuel business or even C-store business. We are squarely in the customer service industry, and recognizing this up front properly organizes our minds for success. Third, occasionally you will encounter clients who are unhappy, rude, and sometimes verbally abusive. You wear a Parkland uniform, upset Angry customers are not really unhappy with you personally, but with the situations that have them stressed. We often hear people say, the customer is always right. I disagree. The customer isn't always right, but the customer should always be treated as if they were. And that's a distinction with a difference. Well, thanks, Dave. Great topic today and entertaining and educational all at the same time. Watch out for that Captain Crunch. Your health matters. Sitting all day isn't great for our health, and incorporating physical activity into your day helps counteract that. Our motion program is open to all employees and literally pays you to walk. You earn free money by walking a certain number of steps per day. This money is applied to your HSA bank account and can be used directly to pay for any doctor's visits, prescriptions, or anything else you'd use your health insurance for. The maximum amount of money you can earn over the year is $1,100. 
many of our employees have lost significant weight, gotten healthier, and even slept better since they joined Motion. Reach out to your dispatcher and people and culture manager for information on how to get started. It's that easy. Thanks for listening to the Winning Drive Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode soon.